desperate ways to exist. We've been joined here today by the former Geelong superstar and Swan, current Woodville Restaurants player Dan Menzel. Dan, thanks for coming on. No, no worries at all, Coop. It's good to be on here with you. Now, obviously, it was a long time ago since you were drafted at Geelong, by Geelong in 2010 range, uh, pick 17, 2009, actually, to be exact. Uh, what was the feeling like heading into that draft? What was your expectations heading in? Yeah, it's it's obviously an extremely exciting night for anyone who thinks that they're a chance to go. And for me, yeah. I, I'd spoken with most of the clubs and had a pretty good idea that I was a realistic chance to be drafted. And so, yeah, um, yeah just sort of took it as it came. Didn't really expect Geelong to take me, which they, they've been pretty notorious like that to not not reveal their cards. Yeah. But um, yeah, to go up pick 17 to the, the premiership team at the time was um, pretty yeah. unreal. Obviously... Yeah, obviously it's been well documented of all the ACL injuries you've had. How does it, you know, obviously it happened, it happened so many, w- once, let alone five times is obviously, you know, bad to have. How did you feel during all those times? Did it have, well, obviously it sucks, but like, how did you get motivated to keep going, you know, and, you know, I suppose never give up? Yeah, look, it's it's extremely challenging. It's physically, it's hard, but mentally it's, it's much tougher. Yeah. And so... It um it certainly makes you question yourself, question what you're doing, uh where where you're actually going to get to, and and if it's worth it. And so, for me, it was always all right. What's the goal? Let's let's set the goal, and and if we can get everything right, and I've always been a massive believer, if you put the work in, eventually it will pay off. And so, it's uh that that's one that's mindset for mine. But then also, you need a really good network around you. You need a really good um mates family friend footy club um and people around you that help you because you're going to have those days where you just don't feel like doing it you just you don't have those wins on on a lot of those days in rehab and so to have those people around you that they're just as important as anything yeah um who were some of the people involved in the rehab or like the coaching staff that helped you get through that time as well because obviously it wasn't just once or twice it was a fair bit often fair often yeah it was it was uh yeah it's four years for me and i think Everyone sort of says their physios um, are a massive part of that and they are because they're the ones that yeah. they, they obviously are with you every single day trying to get you back on the park and, and rehabbing with you and they're the ones that see you in your most vulnerable times, I guess, and when you're really struggling and they're probably the ones that you open up to the most because you are talking about your injury and you're talking about how, how much of a challenge it is. So they're, um, I had some great physios, some really good guys that are extremely good physios, but it's not just that, they're really good people. Uh, and they yep. understand how things work. And so they were crucial for me. Um, but then there's a number of other teammates that play roles, whether the guys your age um, or even yep. older who are more senior and, and sort of understand how the caper works a bit more. And um, so in terms of that, the club obviously huge. And then um, yep. I tried to use a few of my best mates who I sort of live with and were around at the time that weren't at the footy club that actually was an escape for me to try and get away from uh, the injuries and actually just try to live a normal life. Yeah. So obviously, if, for people that don't know, you played 80 career games in the AFL, 73 with Geelong from 2010 to 2018, including 136 goals for Geelong. Very impressive. And then seven games in a year at the Swans. Uh, who was? What was the most memorable game you'd been a part of throughout your 80 game career? 
Yeah, certainly a couple in there. I think uh, for me, my comeback game is probably my most memorable one for me because of what it meant to go through everything and then finally make it back. Uh, But a couple of other probably notable games, um, one that I actually saw on the TV uh, the other day, Fox Footy put it on, it was uh, when Geelong played Melbourne in 2018, I think it was, and Zach Tui kicked the goal after the siren to win. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were down by six goals, I think it was, in the last quarter. And um, that's one that just that sheer momentum and to run over the top was um, was a pretty incredible moment at home in front of your fans as well. So that's probably another one that really sticks out for me. So obviously in the time at the Swans as well as the Cats are, who were the, some of the best teammates you got to play alongside with, you reckon, in your, your eyes? Yeah, I think... Um, Sydney's got a lot of really good leaders and a lot of guys mm. that um, have been there for a while and they've instilled this culture. And, uh, I mean, to play with Bud was obviously incredible. Yeah. Um, not just to play with him and see how talented he was, but also see how hard he works and how much he actually gives and, and gives to the group. But um, mm. a couple others that stand out to me, Dane Rampey's an incredible leader, an incredible uh, one-on-one um, person. And, he, and he's extremely hard to beat. And he, and he can beat anyone in the comps. So he's probably, even though the comp actually rates him now, he's probably still underrated for how good he actually is. Um, So he was another one that was great to play with. And Josh Kennedy is probably the one who just, um, he radiated consistency. He just did it year in, year out for a number of years at the Swans. And um, he was the one that everyone sort of looked to in the midfield to to try and um, hone in on their craft and continue to get better. So... Obviously, at the end of 2018, when Geelong had let you go, did you feel any uh, disappointing after being let go? Because you did have some good form late in that year. You know, we kicking a lot of goals that year and uh, probably felt you were a bit hard done by it. Because I'll have a look. You got played only 13 games in that year, but still kicked 27 goals and then was let go. Would it be fair to say maybe it was an injury side of things that was the reason you were let go from Geelong? Yeah, I think that the fact that I had four ACLs, four knees, that's always something that yeah. sort of lingered with me in, um, in terms of probably externally more than internally. And it was always there and people always brought it up. Uh, and yeah. so there was certainly a little bit of that aspect there that um, probably played a role in it. Um, but in saying that, it's one of those ones where um, it's such a, a tough industry that if you don't win the flag every year, uh, it's amazing how quickly you got to make changes or you're expected to make changes. And uh, basically off the back of, we went out that year in the elimination final. And so we win one or two finals and maybe it's a different story for a few other players as well. So yeah. it is, um, it's just a ruthless industry. And I sort of understood that at the time as well. So once you were let go from Geelong, were you pretty confident that the Swans or anyone else? Was it basically, was there any plenty of offers to head somewhere else outside of the Swans? Yeah, there was. There was um, other teams that your manager speaks with and and there's interest there. And so it probably didn't leave me um, too concerned. Obviously, it would have been nice to have the option as well to come back. But um, I certainly knew that there was going to be other possibilities there that I was going to um be able to look at at first i probably looked at it in a way of i was a little bit um unsure about it and um didn't necessarily want to look into these possibilities and the move and and it's i guess it's change it's it's sometimes change um is pretty daunting but at the same time once it sort of came around it's probably the thing i sort of needed as well and and really yeah enjoyed my time in sydney although it was only brief i did enjoy it up there so uh, so now that you've turned 30 late last year do you feel like Geelong should give you another chance considering the, the way they trend these days being talked about going for people <laughs> over 30? Yeah, I'll fit right into the uh, the demographic, the age demographic there. But yeah. um, 
No, it's it's one of those ones. Uh, it's it's interesting. The mid-season drafts, obviously, uh, a thing yeah. that's, that's still currently going. I mean, teams are going younger in that as well. It's almost become yeah. uh, just an extra draft with that, which yeah, um, I'm not sure that's how it was designed, to be honest. But for yeah. me, I'm sort of just enjoying my footy, enjoying, to be honest, enjoying being able to play each week and not be or the day after training or the day after a game. And that's something I had for a number of years as well as obviously not being able to play. So that's something that I look at and yeah. I'm just like, it's great to be able to play every week and they'll take all of that in. So currently, obviously, as you mentioned off air with me, you're still playing at the Woodville West Trons in the sample. It would have been great to win the premiership uh, this season just gone. Yeah, it was. For me, um, it's something that I've wanted to do forever and I missed out in 2011 when Geelong won the Premiership by a few weeks yeah. and um, that's something that's driven me ever since. And it, it took me 10 years. It wasn't um, AFL, but it was still an extremely high standard right. of footy and, and it still obviously means so much to win a, a Premiership at any level. So uh, to to do that this year uh, was, yeah, it was one of the more special moments for me in footy, no doubt. So obviously, as you said, you plan to go off East, you're planning to go back to back to back. Uh, what do you think your chances are? You could potentially lose a few teammates to well, maybe potentially losing James Cheetahs to the Gold Coast, potentially and maybe Jack Hayes to the Saints. But even so, even if they leave, what do you think your chances are heading into this season in the sample? Yeah, they're, they're, they're good either way. I think um, it'd be great if Jack and James both get those opportunities and hopefully that's going to trend in that direction. But um if not, we, we've um, we'll obviously be wrapped to have them back. But um, we've recruited pretty well again, and I think uh, a lot of other teams have lost a lot of players this year. So I think our chances will be good again. We'll certainly be um, the benchmark, and and that's what happens, I guess, when you you're back to back, and and there, yeah. there definitely will be opportunities for for younger guys coming up too. So it's it's a really exciting year ahead for us. Obviously, if people didn't also know, they actually did lead the goalkeeping for the. Woodfield West Trons getting 44 goals in 18 games. Pretty impressive behind Tyson Stengel, obviously, who's now coincidentally at Geelong. Yeah, we, uh, Prez, we, his nickname is the Prez, and uh, yeah. he, he was great to play with last year. We, um, we both kicked 44 last year together, which was, um, which is unreal to, to be able to play with him. He, he was, he's too good for Sample level. He should be at AFL level, obviously, and it's great that he's got that chance again with Geelong, and I think he's going to fit in really well there. So, it's, um, yeah, it's, he's one that's certainly going to be a loss for us, but um, I'm, actually, I'm really looking forward to watching him play at AFL level. Also, yeah, this didn't happen at AFL level, but it would have been good to see you playing with your brother, Troy, at, uh, in the Sample as well. Yeah, amazing. Um, to play with him and actually to play in a grand final together and win a premiership yeah. together is pretty special, and he, he had a pretty good year last year. He, he broke his wrist and missed six games. But other than that, um, to actually play more than 10 games with him in the season was um, one of the absolute highlights of my career. And uh, and it's something that I'll cherish forever. So, yeah, hopefully um, we can go again this year and have a really successful year. I just want to finish up with a few quick fire questions. So appreciate you coming on, Dan. Who, who was your favourite team growing up as a kid? I was uh, I'm an Adelaide boy, so Adelaide Crows. Adelaide Crows. Uh, favorite player of all time? Uh, I'm probably a little bit biased because I play with him, but Gary Ablett Jr. Yeah, and the final one. Uh, the, I know it's a lot, long shot, but everyone has all these predictions around this time of the year anyway. 2022 grand finalists and winner potentially. Grand finalists and winner. I'll be honest. Um, I haven't thought put a lot of thought into it um, because of the time of year, and I'm sort of it's yeah. coming around pretty quickly. But look, if I'm to take a stab in the dark now. Um, mm. 
I would not be shocked if Richmond got back up there. Um, so I'm going to say Richmond as a grand finalist, and I'm going to say going to mix it up. Melbourne come from nowhere, so I feel like you're going to get another team that's going to sort of bob up like that. So um, maybe maybe the Brisbane Lions might actually yeah. be able to get together and win a few finals. So maybe Brisbane and Richmond. And there's been talk to Eric Hubel could come back earlier than as pretty to so if he was to come back with Danaher up forward and Charlie Cameron, who knows what could yeah. happen there. Uh, I did say last one, I'll have one, add one more. Uh, Brownlow medalist, outside probably the obvious fives and Dangerfields and all those ties. Anyone else? Ruffy? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I actually think Clayton Oliver is a great chance this year, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but um, a roughie, I'm trying to think if I can give you a roughie that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, so people mm. say Jack Steele has polled pretty well the last two years, I think around the top five mark, and uh, Jackson McRae, someone, Toy Miller, the Suns, someone like that, maybe. Yeah, that, they're definitely a chance. I'm just not sure the Gold Coast Suns will win enough games. That's the only concern yeah. I'd have there. But, um, I mean, you, you, you popped up Jack McRae, Bonham Pellies. If he's ever going to win it, it's probably going to be this year, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, appreciate you coming on, Dan. And uh, good luck this year for the Woodville West Trones and the Sample. And appreciate you coming on. No, no worries at all. Thanks very much, Coop. Cheers.